So we had this winter storm. We've been having a few. Got some snow last weekend as well. When we had that first snowstorm, you know, I'm trying to keep up with the snow removal on the sidewalks and everything. And so every couple inches that it would come down, I'd go out and just like, it's fun to try to be a snowplow on your sidewalk. You you put the shovel at an angle and just try to shove it. And then you shove it into one, you know, so you go up and down. And so you you hardly ever have to lift and scoop if you keep up with it. It's a good time trying to be a snowplow. I was having a good time one evening after dinner. I went out, I better better do a little more clearing. So I went out there. And after I got done, you know, feeling high on life, I made a tiny little snowman and put it on the hood of my car. Like, this guy's maybe, like, maybe two feet tall. Just a little three-ball guy. It was difficult because it wasn't packing very well, but I just thought, like, someone might see this, might bring him some joy. Put a couple little twigs in for arms, and I had this little snowman guy sitting on my hood of my car. Hell yeah. Didn't even tell my my family because I thought, oh, when Audrey goes out to school the next day, she'll see it and get a chuckle. The hooligan in me wants to turn it into a penis, and that involves a flight. (laughs) So the next morning when I get up, I look out on my car, two dicks drawn on my car. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it was an invitation, like, oh, well, this car's for art, and they drew two dicks. I have to go out there and rub the dicks out of my car. Now, was the snowman still there with the dicks, or had he turned into the dicks? Honestly, I just moved the snowman over so it looked like it was his dick. Like, look at the big dick on that snowman. (laughs) Then you're like, Lisa, look what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so art invitation instantly just draws that, you know? It's like you're trying to conjure something. If you want to conjure up a penis, just, like, start making some art somewhere or give, like, blank pencil and paper and someone will draw a penis. It's like the atomic building block of art starts with penis. Two different ones. One of them, like, the, the had the had separate balls and the other one was, like, the traditional side dick. None of them drew little cum spurt the outs. The Tetris L piece. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, the Tetris L piece. Wow, I'm way more aroused by Tetris now than I was previously. Why do you think I played so much? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hot. The L piece, the J piece, the backwards no, one, the, the, the I piece. No, I mean, slower, slower. All, all, the straight oh, one. We had to sleep all that. The square one podcast. is the square piece is like one of those short stubby ones. It's the and then you yeah, got like the, the you got the S and the Z where it's like where it's one of those weird ones and it's like bends off to the side and what is it? It's all dicks. They're all dicks. It's all dicks. They're all dicks. Everything's a dick. And then the freaking St. Basil's Cathedral takes off. What do you think those onion domes are? <laughs> I always thought titties, but Welcome to members of Little Captain Travis, that's our name for you, the listening audience, and a special welcome to members of our super secret Double Diamond fan club, the Hoggies, four members of our super secret Double Diamond fan club, crank your decoder guitars to nostalgia, and don't worry about tuning, since we'll be playing so loud it won't matter. (laughs) Because this week we're talking about garage bands, high school garage bands, specifically my high school garage band. (laughs) My high school garage band was great. Um, the For those of us that know the brothers um, or watch us on our, our weekly live stream, um, we're all uh, fairly talented to different uh, musical degrees. Uh, we all play a variety of instruments. Uh, you know, we've all we've all been involved with, you know, music's a part of our life and creative expression. But um, uh, as the second born, I sure have a lot of firsts. I was the first one in a band. I was the first one to get married. I was the first brother to collect 50 nutcrackers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm the last brother to time travel, but I'm just going to go back and be first. So no big deal. <laughs> but I was the first one. I was the first one of us in a band. Um, uh, it doesn't come up a ton on this podcast. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't necessarily very cool, but I also wasn't like marked with the sign of the beast and exiled. I was somewhere in between. And uh, what I did as the somewhere in between to kind of define myself in those years was I got deep into something. I got deep into a band. Uh, and this is where the behind the music guy would be like, um, they got deep into it. Was it pussy? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> but, what, but was it eventually? Again, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought today it'd be fun to uh, re- re- recount some of the, the history and lore of my high school band, Pete's Garage. Uh, talk about all the rocking aspects of being in a band, uh, about how laid you don't get being in a band. Um, so just starting off, I was in a band. It was called Pete's Garage. We were the only band in our tiny hometown for at least a year before all the other people were like, God damn it, get the band back together. These idiot kids keep playing all the bars. Yeah. When I was in high school, there were, from some other towns, a couple of bands um, Cryer, I seem to remember, and some other names. And and then from older generations, they would talk about a certain band. But yeah, in my time, there wasn't. And as far as I know, until Pete's Garage happened, there was not, at least not in our town. So yeah, it was kind of a, a unique thing. And how did you... So I know how you started playing guitar, but how did that turn from you watching The Simpsons and trying to play a Metallica song to uh, being in a band? How'd you con people into it? What, how'd it start? Well, first off, I bought the guitar from a friend. It was a cool... I bought this little 9-volt nine nine volt battery-powered guitar. Had a little speaker in it, and you yes. put 9-volt batteries in the back to make it rock. Everything you need. An electric guitar. This is the order in which uh, my guitar playing career started. I bought that guitar. I painted that guitar. I then learned how to tune that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Playing came third. Oh, you did um, it right. Oh, okay. Right. But uh, hot damn, turned out it could rock. I had, a, I had a friend. Once I got into it, I was like, cool, this thing's really, this is a fun instrument. This is way better than all the instruments I was learning at the time, which was like saxophone and um, like trumpet. Like I was in like marching band kind of stuff. And Well, Corey, I just want to interrupt real quick here. Just to be fair... To our high school band director, I specifically recall one marching band program where we had songs by Jefferson Airplane and the Moody Blues and other relevant (laughs) contemporary musicians. And while one time when we were all being the typical assholes we were being, he's like, I don't understand it. I picked out songs you kids would like and you still are, you know, it's like, yes, the Moody Blues, where that's what we're all putting in our iPods. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was, uh, so it wasn't like music that really drew you to it. So I started this high school, I got into playing guitar, and a buddy of mine who played guitar uh, was like, he, he was he was like a super religious church, uh, his, it was like dad was like a, uh, a pastor and um, super religious dude, and my, essentially my one and only guitar lesson, he was like, all right, it's a little rude, but you kind of make a middle finger gesture. I was like, okay, then what? He's like, what do you mean after that? One, two, three, four, and then that's it. That's how easy it was to start playing guitar. You make a fist, you just move it around. You don't have to adjust that shape at all. Pretty well true. 
Did he teach you a power chord, Corey? Yeah, the, a power chord. Yeah. He taught okay. me a power chord. And I'm like, what's next? He's like, after what? Two, three, four. Like, that's it. Yeah. So That's all there was. Do we explain to our listening audience any further about a power chord, or do we keep this secret nope. to ourselves so it makes it look like we actually know Matt, how to no, play rock This is the guitar. prestige we must never mention, okay. how, how stupidly easy it is we to play guitar. We take it to because our it, graves. Because as, yeah. like I said, first one to play guitar, Grant's last. Uh, you and, uh, It was me, then Matt, then Ben. It'll be Grant never. Nope. But every every one of us was like, you just do what now? I exactly. Oh, my God. Son I remember when Matt learned and he had that reaction. And then later, later on, uh, yeah, I had the same thing. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so I had this guitar. It, it's and like, like it, you know, it's like this one trick that will teach you. You know, you get the email. It's like, and you're like, oh, God, dick pills again. And then, but this, this, this time the dick pills worked. So I start playing guitar and that's pretty much the only thing I'm doing. And then one day someone goes, Hey, my, my buddy plays drums. Do you want to play drums with him? You guys could be like a band. And I met the... It was a dude that went to our high school, a kid younger than me. Uh, I didn't know his name, and I pretended I did and called him Pete. Not his name. By the way, legal disclaimer, we can use all the names of the members of the band because no one went by their actual names in the band. <laughs> Only me. Mm. Uh, so Rachel V. Mahoney, I can talk about everyone, and it's not their legal name, so we're safe there. Uh, this was my question. Uh, who's Pete, and where's the garage? So <laughs> uh, you're, get, you're getting into it. Pete was the drummer. Uh, we met and we started playing. It was like, oh, this is really fun to kind of like rock out together. He's like, my parents bought me this set, but what do you do? Drum alone? And I'm like, I got this guitar. I do do it alone quite a lot. Um, and so we, 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 we like got together and played a couple times and it was like, hey, I don't really know any songs or where we are in the song. It'd be so much easier if someone was shouting like chorus. And I was like, oh, a singer. <laughs> so we both so we both approached this is like when like the little chicken has to make bread needs to get something from the farmer who has to get something from the mouse who needs to get something it's like a fairy tale you know we were like fuck where are we on the song let's get a singer we went to a choir kid we're like you're free join us and then we were like ah this would be better if we strong-armed our one friend's parents into getting him a bass for his one christmas present and he'll hold it against us for the rest of our career uh so we just kind of built it piece by piece until we had this little band. Um, was it like a fairy tale or was it like you were building something but then just kept stopping? And then we're like, well, it should be sure nice <laughs> if we finish building this thing. <laughs> and then you, then you just did the next step and then stopped again. Yeah. But Grant, when we get into the gear, you're never done building a band. This is true. No. But you weren't at band yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we there were not a point at band yet. You cross where you become a band, so... So I, I'm sure we'll get into. I, I don't want to steal any thunder from actual like onstage playlists, but do you recall like what's always interesting to me is the first time any whether it's now or you're talking about when Led Zeppelin first got together or me and my friends, it's like how, you you have to figure out. Oh well, let's play together. Well, what are we gonna play? What songs do you know? And you're like, what are the first like where does the Venn diagram overlap? Where you go, aha, we know this song. Let's try to play that. Right. Everyone empties their pockets. <laughs> and um, the the learning curve for every band I've been in that actually played shows, they were like, wait, how hard is it for you to learn a song? Not at all. I just make this middle finger shape and move it around. Okay, cool. <laughs> Go learn this song. Like, uh, it was more like someone had an idea, they really liked a song and wanted to play it, and then I would learn it. I have no musical taste or, in, or knowledge or, you know, uh, I, I, I know the two albums we played back to back for the entirety of my career. Uh, Weezer's Blue album and Dookie. That's pretty much uh, that's the that's the band you're listening to when you're thinking <laughs> of my band. You're listening to a band that plays those two albums back to back. 
with uh, with an occasional uh, brown-eyed girl in a, a sweet home Alabama. But that, I mean, fortunate son, fortunate son. Yeah, yeah. you got to get you got to get some of the classics in there. But uh, it was always just a, a fun little cover band. Um, so that, that it was driven by them, not by you. Of like which songs? Yeah, no, no. I I knew of one band. And I was like, it is fucking expensive to buy their albums. I've got how many did they write? God damn it! I was like, I know, I know of Metallica, and I was like, I'm not buying three more of these. Yeah, we'll stop here. So I was just told what to play and played it. I liked the performative aspect of playing more than I liked the uh, the orchestration. I guess it was like whichever um, you know, Guitar Weekly magazine tab was uh, produced that week was like, okay, this is the song I know. I'm assuming, as with most dumb young bands. We would play three sets a night at bars, and um, the first time we met like a professional band, I was like, uh, where's your other set lists? And they're like, this is just the one. I was like, there's only like 20 songs on there. He's like, how many you do? And I was like, we did 50 last night. He's like, no, stop that. <laughs> it's, not a sp- <laughs> it's not a race for, like, take a break, go slower, talk to the audience, but we would just get up there and just play 50, 60 songs a night without Jesus. stopping. <laughs> we would sometimes take a break. Uh, but yeah, so we started playing all the bars, and like I said, we got uh we got all the archetypes. We'll get to all the members of the band, but we had the quiet one and Daniels, the singer. We had the fat. Ki- this is the classic boy band arch- archetypes. Sorry, mm-hmm. quiet the one. Quiet one was not Daniels, the singer. Yeah, Daniels was the quiet one. He started as a singer. Yeah, I thought Angus the whole time. No, we started as the choir kid. Uh, oh. well, okay, so we got the there choir several, kid to sing. Uh, dr- uh, as the behind-the-scenes narrator will let us know, there are several dramatic uh, personnel changes through the history. Oh. Well, there's the David Lee Roth era, there's the right. Bane Hagar right. era, there's right. the Gary yeah. Sharon's era. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pete Best wouldn't leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, no, so we had uh, we, we had this uh, this our, our buddy Daniels from choir, and he could kind of sing. But he wasn't like, you know, I mean, and he, he could carry a tune for the most part, but he wasn't like uh, David Lee Roth in it. So this kid walks up to us one, one day and he's like, you guys can practice at my house. And I was like, cool, that'd be fun. And while we're there, he's like, I could sing a song if you guys wanted. And we were like, oh, he's so good. He's so awesomely good. And he became our singer. And the other singer was like, oh, back up. Like, uh, sorry for that. But uh, yeah, so we had we had the, the but, quiet one. Unfortunately, you don't know Adventure Time. It is so awesome. But there is a, the lamest magician in the universe is Abracadaniel. <laughs> he can barely make a little rainbow appear. I'm sorry, guys. I guess I'll just walk away. And that's his voice. And that is your singer, then, Abracadaniel, who's just like, I was born to lose. Uh, <laughs> okay. All of us poured all of our money into buying all of the gear that was needed to, like, the PA and the, the mixers and the, the amp and all the, all the shit. And... Uh, the original singer Daniel, like he put all of his money and time and effort into it. Oh shit! And then um, the joke was always like, "Our uh, the the good singer, he's like, I sort of own a, a harmonica my grandfather left me, and one of you, it's in one of you guys' bags. Like owned nothing, <laughs> but was like the primary singer." Um, I want to jump right into the first show. Okay. The first show was amazing. We've we just we just get together every Saturday in our drummer Pete's garage. Uh, hence the name Pete's Garage. One of us worked at the local, um, does every town have a place that just makes all the t-shirts for that town? Is themed t-shirts everything or is that just where we're from? 
that is a level of small town. Not every tiny town has one, mm-hmm. but then you once you get big enough, yeah. We're big enough to have our own custom t- t-shirt shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. And they usually spell everything right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of free shirts that weren't spelled right. Um, someone worked at the at the shirt dashery whatever that place is, um, and they were like, hey, you guys should get some, like, you know, like, uh, mechanic shirts that say Pete's Garage on them. Because ha- we, we had a bunch of mechanic shirts that oh, no one picked up. Oh, so cool. <laughs> so we we had we had these mechanic shirts with the little badges on it. One side said Pete's Garage, the other side said your job. These became so popular that um, other members, non non band members, had them, including um, several people had shirts that just said security <laughs> as, as their badge. Uh, some um, roadie, uh, mm-hmm. an official member of the band, had Sound Guy. He was an actual important member, <laughs> and at least three Fly Girls. So I'm, I don't know how cool your high school band was. <laughs> But at least three different girls were like, I'll be associated with this. Mm. <laughs> hey, come here, baby. Valuable. Oh, no, 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 no. Associated. Valuable. I'm in yes. it for the shirt. Yes. <laughs> Man, let me get yes. you away from these. Oh, are you wearing their shirt? Yeah. Um, okay. Our, I, I will only really talk about two shows that we ever played, our first and essentially last. Uh, the rest were all just, you know, uh, uh, a blur, as they it say. It was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. Our first show, though was amazing a friend of ours lived out in the country was you know um her was often like alone out on the family farm and like she would throw like a party or two but she wasn't super popular got kind of bitched at at a party one time and goes i'm invite next time i'm throwing a party i'm inviting everyone but you it was the everyone but you party so everyone but sally was invited Mm. Um, the everyone but sally party and she and she was like you know what i even got a band because she's like oh my friend will come and play so we're thinking we're going to set up and play or whatever. We put all the gear in the in her garage, and we're in there kind of, like, figuring out what to do. Like, should we play? Like, you know, like, what do we plug in? Like, oh, crap, we don't have mic stands. We'll, like, tape a broom to a chair. You know, we're kind of getting ready. And she's you like... You should have made, sorry, you should have made the former lead singer be the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Daniel, we're going to tape the mic to your back, and uh, Gus is going to sing into that. <laughs> Zero percent chance he's a listener. Shout out to Dan. If you're out there, lo- love you, buddy. Um, so we've got smoke bombs that we're going to light off and then open Ooh, the sweet. garage door and then all these lights are going to come on and all of us start going, this is all a terrible idea. All of this. And it starts to get really loud outside. And we're like, this is such a bad idea. And she, she comes in. She's like, and go. Hits the garage door and it opens up. And she had invited the entire county. Everyone was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so we played for about an hour, and it was just the best thing. The very next day, bars called us and said, you know, come play. We heard there's a band. Um, and the best part of the revenge party is that girl showed up and was booed out of the party roundly. <laughs> yeah! Like, uh, that was the best. And then just it was like, like a high school movie, you know? Uh, so our, our first show was this just amazing, stupid thing. Ever since then, we played, uh, you know, from... <laughs> We we play all the bars in uh, in the local towns, and we would also play a lot of parties in which we would essentially just be on wagons or semi trailers um, as a stage. And one day, this guy's like, "Hey, your sound's terrible." And I was I was like, "Well, fuck you, buddy." He's like, "I'm gonna build you a sound system. My name's Dizzy." And Dizzy was this older guy that was he'd graduated a couple years ahead of us, and he's like, "I know how to." I've always wanted to be like a sound guy. Like, what an aspiration! <laughs> like, but he knew how to like wire it up, and so he built this huge sound system. And at, like from then on, it was like, "Hey, can your band come? We don't have a PA. Oh, you do? Cool." And so, just like nothing stopped us from playing our terrible rock all over. 
that's was one of my questions was about gear because I've been playing guitar for like 15 years at least. And I still like literally this week I was looking on guitar center and it's like, I don't know anything about how any of it works. And it's like d- c- com- compressor. Do, do I need a compressor? Mm. P- it goes into a PA. Like I still don't know what I've been in bands too. And I still don't know what any of it means. So how did you, how did you get the gear, know what the gear was and, and, it's, it sounds like a lot of the answer is just Dizzy, but like... Right. How, I, my internet may be cut out. I said Dizzy came up and offered. <laughs> That's how we did it. Uh, so this dude that we ended up being friends with just said, like, hey, I could, I could do this. I could help you be better. And he liked doing it. And so we just did it. So in the beginning, there's a guitar amp, a bass amp. The microphone from the Second singer is going amp. where? Is going into another guitar amp. Okay, my original guitar singing. amp was the uh, was the singer's amp, uh, and it, like once once Dizzy started doing like the sound and stuff, then it was just fun to like help him load in, put it all together. But he knew how to set it up. Yeah. After that, it was just me and the drummer. Like, who can buy the most things? Because oh, awesome. As the guitarist, reluctant guitarist, by the way, I would have loved to have been the bass player. Uh, I always I always lusted after uh, funky bass beats, but no one was. Everyone was too afraid to play solos. So uh, as a cover band, it's like, well, I want to sound like everyone, and all I really want to do is buy these pedals, but I got to get the sound right, but I want to buy these pedals, but it's because of the sound. And so (laughs) just build these custom floor monstrosities with all your pedals wired to it in different sequences. Um, That was grand. Uh, and that the gear is what leads me into getting laid because we never did. <laughs> mm-hmm. No matter how big the pedal board has to be yeah, bigger. More pedals. <laughs> <laughs> the, there was never a boss get laid pedal. Um, no. uh, I remember specifically anytime anyone showed us any interest, they'd be like, Hey, so uh, so they're they're shutting the bar down. Do you want to get out of here? And you're like, Yeah, I'll be with you in an hour. I have to load all this stuff into my into my <laughs> tiny car. Where you going, baby? Like, yeah. There's no one waiting around at 2 a.m. for you to wipe all your cords down and drain the beer out of your effects pedals. Like, uh, <laughs> no one's ever doing that. Uh, we we saw. I'll just say this. I saw everyone who was ever like, Hey, you were great. Want to get laid on? Go. Oh, second place. Oh, hey, you, the guy next to me. <laughs> You're slightly not as good as him, but yeah. Hey, so some bands definitely get laid on. Um, that brings me into the, the like tips from other bands. So you mentioned that some band is like, no, 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 no. You don't have to, you don't have to try that hard. You can just play a fewer songs, a little banter, take a break now and then. Um, when did you start? Did you get any advice about like even... Definitely the sound came from Dizzy then, but what's the going rate? How much should you be getting paid? Um, I don't know. Any other tips? Band band tip. This came from a, a bar owner. We, we we would play this bar every couple weekends. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name it, but you could hitch a, a horse to the post out front. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh this is one of the gentlemen, by the way, um, I was pretty squeaky clean. Like I would drink, uh, I could smoke a little, yeah, I'd smoke a cigarette every now and then, but um, you're too busy working and sweating. I saw so much coke being done in, uh, in, in a band and never any of it, like all of us were just like, did you guys see them do it again? Like every <laughs> bar, what is it? Like, oh yeah. Um, a gentleman is there bartenders I, or bar owners you bar mean? Bartenders, bar owners, yeah. Um, uh. The uh, Okay, this is a gentleman who I've seen... Um, 
do a, he, he's done a little snow blowing himself, all right? Mm. Uh, but he gave us one of the best advice. Uh, like, we we would fill his establishment a couple weekends in a row, and then one night no one came, and everyone, like, the one guy that came just, like, booed us. Hmm. And it was just one guy all night. And at the end, he poured shots for us. And he's like, so that's the worst show you're ever going to play. Heads up, it doesn't get any worse. You're alive. You're going to play bad shows. And he just kind of gave us that talk. And he's like, literally, Hmm. that was the worst thing I've ever seen. You guys were shit. (laughs) And then he's like, cheers. That's rock bottom. And we, we we were never nervous after that. Uh, that was definitely the last time we were ever nervous performing. We were like, eh, it can't be as bad as that one night. Mm. So that was, uh, that was the best advice. Um, a, a, another band told us to break your guitar. And uh, we were asked to battle the bands. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, yeah. man, you got to show them that you're, you're, you're involved and you got to break it. And I was like, cool. And then he broke his guitar at the battle of the bands and asked to borrow mine in a, at, like, at like the end. And I was like, no, I don't think you nope. can. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get disqualified. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, well, um, let's loop back to my guitar really quickly. I sure. had the coolest guitar. I had a black uh, ACDC looking SG, for those that know what a guitar is. But I had broken off the word Bonneville from our dad's old Bonneville, and I had trimmed that, the, the, car, the car trim word Bonneville down to the word evil, and it fit just nicely at the base of my guitar, and I, I glued it on there. And more than one person that I had, like, repairing it or fixing it to me was like, what version is this? I've never... What? <laughs> the evil like, no, SG. No, no. Yeah, the evil SG, baby. Um, that was... Uh, <laughs> I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to admit anything, but that guitar wasn't exactly street legal. I kind of <laughs> sipped it up a little bit. So I have some would-you-evers, I guess. Did you guys ever consider trying to make original music? Eh, like someone had bit. an idea, like, we got a song, or I got a song, it's going to kick ass. Uh, we uh, a little bit, but um, let me let me put it like this: uh, of of the boy band lineup, the the moody one was our bass player Bruss, mm-hmm. and he could get funky and fancy in practice, but on stage he's like, no, let's just do this, and we'll just kind of like hammer out bass notes. Um, he was the one everyone lusted after because of his on stage moodiness. He his his mood was, I'm not gonna play it as good as I can. Uh, I don't understand what that came from. He he could he would either write a good song. He'd be like, "Hey, we could do this." And we're like, "Let's do it." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." Like it, it, we weren't allowed to do it. Or if we were like writing something, he'd be like, "That's dumb. I don't want to do it." So uh, this is why, again, I wanted to play bass because I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> I would also guess there's an element of like you didn't have to because something that I'm kind of picking up. Uh, like thinking about as we're talking about this is we, we started off by saying like you're the only band in the town and there's I, kind of a cool magic to that um like where where i live now in berkeley like if you watch school let out at berkeley high school which is like three thousand kids like you're gonna see dozens of kids with guitars on their back and they're going to like they're like professional musicians and shit playing at restaurants and stuff so they're like eh, that's not everybody does it but like literally the only band in the town, maybe in the county at that time. And it, it, it makes me think of like, um, you know, like the, the movie News of the World, like the era where like someone would go town to town and read the newspaper and it would be like, <laughs> oh, he's reading it. Like when I, you got, all you had to do was sit on a, a back of a semi truck and hear, and he's doing it. He's doing that song. That's the song that I know. It sounds just yeah. like it, you know? And it's like, it, 
you, it, everyone was like amazed. Like, it sounds like the song. Here's the magic. A friend of ours, when we couldn't practice at Pete's house and we weren't practicing at Angus, the singer's house, one of our friends was like, hey, I live down the road. You can practice at my place. And had the giantest bear of a scary, slightly drunken father that ever shouted at me. Um, I was really scared of this guy. And he comes home and he'd been a little bit drinking with his friends. And he's like, are you playing Hendrix? We were playing like Hey Joe or something. And we we're like, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yes, sir. And he's like, move. And he took the mic. He's like, hey, Joe. Just keep going. <laughs> and we just played Hey Joe with him. By the way, that's the only part he knew. <laughs> and afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, he was like, that was amazing. That was amazing. It was like I was part of it. And he was just so happy and was never mean to us again. Uh, so yeah, there's a magic to repeating something. I'll say that much. Uh, the chorus to Hey Joe is enough to make a scary man not scare me anymore. So, and look, I'm not shitting on cover bands either because like people want to no, 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 hear no. music that they that they know and love, yes, and right. it's like cruel. These are all my favorite songs. So yeah, there's nothing we wrong with do, that. We would do we would do like uh, one of the songs, which was a simple for those that know music one four five progression. All of them, all of them were. <laughs> um, <laughs> We would do like a quick medley that had like, you know, Hang On Sloopy in it and a bunch of other like, you know, we would just do all these like quick songs that the people every time, every time we did it, they'd be like, is he gonna? Oh, he did Hang On Sloopy. They, they saw it coming every time. They knew we did it every weekend. We did it twice last night. And then they see it coming every time like, yeah, he did the thing. So yeah, there's definitely some comfort food going on when it comes to right. rocking like that. So you're drawing these big crowds. Did you ever crowd surf? Uh, yes, I have crowd surfed with my guitar playing a solo, I used to have like a little wireless guy that I could tuck in my pocket mm-hmm. or tape to my guitar strap. Uh, again, this is here, gear, gear corner here, strap locks, people, strap locks. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, one time I surfed up there and I was playing uh, Keep on Rocking in the Free World on top of a bunch of people, but it was like just enough people to hold me uh, and drop me near the end. Um, was all the people there, but they were like, yeah, let's do this. So um, Second of three questions. I know that you made a homemade uh, Peter Frampton generator uh, with a uh, like basically a beer bong. Um, oh, did I... you ever use that at a show? No, I threw that away and bought a real talk box. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 Third yep. qu- wah. Third question. Third question. Did you ever go to get paid, but the band drank so much beer that you actually <laughs> owed the bar and had to make a getaway to avoid paying? <laughs> Yes, but what I do is I sign the check on the dashboard out of Dizzy's car. Mm. Uh, which classic TV theme song did you play to make the patrons stop uh, being mad at you? Gilligan's Island? Uh, no, it was a theme to Gem and, uh, Gem and the Holograms. The holograms? Oh. Yep. Nice. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. That's what I've yeah, heard. Yeah, you guys are pretty I've outrageous. Yep. Stand back. I know in this day and age it's not polite to say this. Also, contagious. Um. Uh, we are we are we're circling around uh, a general theme here uh, that you know we've kind of been beat we've kind of been rocking around the bush here but let's uh, let's just get right to it real quick. It is so much fun to be in a band. I have seen bands and thought they were terrible, but you can see the look on the eye of the people in them, knowing that they're having fun. Being in a band is so goddamn fun. It's uh, it's, it's the, the best. absolute best. Like I said, um, I was in a band. Matt, you were in a band. Grant, you were in a band. Ben, you've seen True. bands. Um, I've seen them. You've seen them. You must. You must imagine what it's like. We can tell you. All the music equipment I bought is so I can never have to play with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> 
I enjoy playing with other people. Don't get me wrong. Ben, but uh, ben I, bought, like, I'm setting my Ben bought like stuffed puppets of people that he sits around the room and like tapes like drumsticks in their hands. And I went to an a go, an out of business Chuck E. Cheese and bought yeah. the puppets instead yeah. of the, like the the, the bear the jug band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ben's yep. got an I Am Legend album dropping. Uh, it's it's amazing. But I, hey, having been in a band, I support the one man band. Just make music by yourself because it's just <laughs> as good as being in a band. But I didn't have to go anywhere and not have sex with people. I can do that in my own room. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are there any other? Uh, well, are there any other general questions we have? So I don't know if you've already it, what you consider the last show of Pete's Garage because or or. or you know how you as as and you are right to de- to define it and not me how you define Pete's garage because i technic like i would tell people that i have played in Pete's garage i would count the that one wedding you played with us as the last official Pete's okay. garage show i was the there one for where the- uh my guitar broke during a solo uh the tuner broke and the whole thing just went out of tune like right as it came to me and i remember um uh, a member of our family through marriage that Matt knows, uh, I believe she was. She's like always oh, good to hear Pete's Garage. Not your finest. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> she can say that. But honestly, uh, that show and actually this we our last show was the wedding of beloved listeners. Uh, oh yeah, L and D old H. Uh, <laughs> it was their wedding and Corey it was their had, wedding. Uh, Matt, can you play bass? And I, I've had literally never played bass, but if we're telling you that learning guitar is easy, learning bass is really easy. <laughs> it's like, how are you? It's one note at a time. It's literally one note. Um, so yeah, I was happy to uh, learn and play along. And at their wedding, my sweet, sweet bass licks, ever this is a tale as old as time. Everybody knows it. I've probably told it a hundred times. My sweet, sweet bass licks uh, went right to the heart of a young, soon-to-be Mrs. Seifker, because uh, at that wedding, uh, I reconnected uh, with uh, my now wife, and uh, we're married because of my sweet, sweet bass licks. I've heard that story many times. Matt, as much as I would like to think that anyone from Pete's Garage got laid because of being in the <laughs> band, um, if you, do you podcast prep in your sleep, like sleep talking, <laughs> or you had this conversation because I received a text earlier Uh, uh, the comment that I'm told to read should you make this statement. Oh, God. Although I remain a loyal and longtime fan of musical stylings of Pete's Garage (laughs) in all and of its many uh, iterations, there is no evidence to support any claim of seduction related to Matt's contributions. (laughs) If anything, we are married in spite of his bass playing. (laughs) Signed and notarized... Mrs. E. Ashley G. Seifker. The Seifker is silent. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue with that, but she got it notarized. Damn, there's there's no arguing that. I mean, legally, we're screwed. We got nothing. Well, little Captain Travis, if you have any requests that you want to hear from Pete's Garage, so long as they're on the Weezer or Green Day albums... Uh, email us uh, at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. But just that one Green Day album. Not, not <laughs> really, the just I mean, that. Mostly just. Just Dookie. <laughs> just Dookie. Uh, for info on booking Pete's Garage for your next wedding, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. The link is in the bio. And uh, as like Grant always says, uh, if you want to see 
uh, pictures of Angus farting into microphones, you can uh, get all the hot <laughs> fart mic content uh, by following us on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. Uh, yeah, and, and if you like the show and sleep with people because they were in a band, I was in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was in a band too. <laughs> so you got to sleep with Grant too. <laughs> Classic. 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 Classic bit. Episode 109. Then the other story real quick is that we go into this dive bar called Cookie's Caboose. And... (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Cookie's Caboose. And we're Mm -hmm. sitting... it's, It's immediately like... Whispering to each other, we're just gonna have one and get out. Like it's we're already too far in to like turn around and admit we don't want to be here, but we're we're gonna walk into the back corner of this dark dank hole and, and have one beer. And we sit at the bar and um this old lady, so withered, like maybe a, maybe a tooth to her name, um serves us and she starts talking. Turns out she's cookie. Uh she starts telling us stories about her son and her family and all these sorts of things and troubles that they've had. And I'm kind of chatting with um, the one friend while uh, uh, our third third member of our party's chatting with Cookie. And we have our beer, we get out of there, and we're walking away. And uh, the guy, <laughs> we walked down the street and the guy's like, yeah, I thought that was so weird, man. Like, I think Cookie just offered a me a blowjob and we're like what mm. and he goes yeah she said do you want some blow and that's not that's not uh. what that means that's not uh. that's not <laughs> but i was like if you were uh. ever gonna do blow to do it off of Ooh. cookies caboose at cookies caboose <laughs> right <laughs> time to do it so anyways groundhog day wholesome <laughs> just like you'd picture nice wholesome uh, mm-hmm. you know little slice of americana it's it's really great you can go up to galber's knob uh they'll have punxsutawney phil do a line of coke off your boner and it's just <laughs> just not good old american apple pie just <laughs> the guy, the guy leans down to the to the hog, uh, and they both come up with a little white on their nose, like, "No, it's gonna be more weird. It's gonna be more weird. It's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be more sweet." Snow. He said, "It's, it's, it's, it's just gonna keep going. It's just gonna keep going." <laughs> if Punxsutawney sees bugs on his skin, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hot summer, <laughs> a long summer. That's it, I guess. Uh, if Punxsutawney <laughs> no pitches you a script for an action movie, he's done too many lines of blow. <laughs> yeah. Turn internet over.